this is it. The first night I've gone out since my divorce was finalised last week. To say I'm feeling nervous is putting it lightly. There's a knock at the door, and when I open it, I see Tina standing on the steps wearing her asymmetrical LBD. Her black hair hangs straight, almost reaching her waist. I've gone the opposite, and I'm wearing a little white dress. I too decided against an updo, and my brown hair hangs loose to my shoulders. Are you ready for a classy night out, my love? Tina winks one of her false eyelash-clad lids at me. Am I ever? I enthuse. You know I haven't been nightclubbing in the city yet. Grabbing my clutch, I hook my arm through Tina's and we're out the door. Oh, Cara, darling. She pats my hand. You moved here from Washington, D.C. two years ago. I'm sure nightclubs in the States were far more exciting than any nightclub in Birmingham could ever hope to be. We're both laughing as we hop into a taxi headed for the city centre. We arrive on the high street where Tina and I begin our night of debauchery. After bar hopping from one pub to the next, we end up at the largest nightclub in the city. I think we're a bit early, Cara, Tina says as we approach the bar. What are you doing? I was going to order a drink, but Tina slaps my hand away from my little handbag. This isn't a bar. You don't have to pay for your drinks for the rest of the evening. Tina juts out her ample bosom. Watch and learn. Even though there's hardly anyone here, within moments Tina has a drink in her hand, bought and paid for by a man. Damn, she's good. When the crowd thickens as more people arrive, she finds it easier to sneak away from the first gullible guy of the evening. Remember, Cara, Tina shouts conspirationally into my ear over the thumping music. The trick to getting a drink is never to have one in your hand. Then you make eye contact with a man, any man, and he'll zoom on in and offer to buy you anything you want. I guess she's the wise one about nightclubbing in Britain. If I'm being honest, I never really went out much in Washington, D.C. By the time I'd married my British husband and moved countries, I was only 22. Now I'm 24 and I'm ready to get blitzed. I'd suffered through a mentally abusive marriage that I'm not going to think about tonight. This night isn't for thinking about men, other than to get me free drinks, I suppose. Tonight is about dancing and celebrating being single again. I do dance. Oh, yes, I do. I snag a few free drinks too. After I feel like I've had my fill, I'm careful not to make eye contact with any men on the dance floor. That is, I thought I was being cautious enough. The thing is, I've become very sweaty after all this dancing. There's an open window seat that I perch myself on. It looks out into the courtyard of the nightclub. Fanning my hand to bring in the cool air from outside, I look up at just the wrong moment. Bang! I've made eye contact with a guy standing in the courtyard with some mates. The reason this moment of interlocking eye contact seems so jolting is because for some reason the connection won't break. We stare at each other from three metres distance for what seems like ages. 
He's got slightly grown-out blonde hair, and when he pushes it back with his fingers, I finally snap out at this weird trance. Not in time, though. The bloke moves forward. Are you calling me over? He smiles at me through the open window, and that's when I realise I'm still fanning myself silly. Oh, I get it. I wink at him. I have indeed cottoned on to his clever little pickup line. Nice try, but I'm just hot. Yes, as a matter of fact, you are very hot. And with that statement, he puts his hands in his pockets and struts back over to his mates. Blimey, British men certainly have a way with words. I'm on to him, though. I've heard about going out on the pull. He was just toying with me, and I'm definitely not looking for a one-night stand.